Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. I'm a journalist and menstrual cycle coach, and I'm obsessed with all things spirituality, sexuality, wellness, empowerment, and mysticism. Join me as I interview coaches, teachers, healers, and thought leaders from all around the globe about all the ways we can feel more tuned in, turned on, and lit up AF. If you're on a journey toward self-discovery, you've come to the right place. This is The Light Within. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. I am so freaking excited for this week's guest, Nikki Colmoni. She is a shadow work practitioner, and she specializes in womb shadow work. She also calls herself a womb witch, which I am just... I'm obsessed with that term. It's what I also identify as. And she also is a past life regressionist. Nikki is the CEO and founder of Dark Goddess Collective. And in this episode, we talk all about her spiritual path, what it means to be a womb witch, what womb shadow work is all about, and why we all need to clear our womb space. We also talk a bit about past life regression and the Dark Goddess Collective as well. I really think you are going to just love this conversation between Nikki and myself. It really feels like a conversation just between two friends, even though this is the first time we were ever actually speaking with each other. I was so blessed to be a guest on her podcast, Witchcraft and Wellness. So if you want to go over and listen to that one, I'll put the link in the show notes below. Before we get started, I want to tell you guys all about my new eight-week self-paced cyclical living course. It is called Cycle Codes, and it is for anyone who is just beginning the work of really tuning into their menstrual cycle, learning about what the fuck is going on with their cycle, how to eat in tune with their cycle, work out in tune with the cycle, and really work on managing stress to have the best life possible. It is up and available now through my website. I have all the details in the show notes below. So without further ado, help me welcome Nikki to the Light Within podcast. Nikki, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Mm, I am so excited too. The first question I love to ask all of my guests is what ignites your light within? Um, you know, I think for me, given what I do, my my answer to that would be like to go into the darkest places of my soul and turn on the light because that's the only way that we become brighter and we make more of an impact that way, you know? So I would say that just, yeah, that that would be my answer. <laughs> yeah. So talk about what the work you do is all about. So I specialize in womb shadow work. Um, and that's something that not a lot of people have heard about. Um, I think shadow work is becoming more of a buzzword now, which is great. Um, but womb shadow work is still kind of like, what is that? Um, and so to put it simply, it's, it's really, it's, we're accessing the unconscious part of our mind um, within the womb space. And we typically will see um, anything that challenges uh, sexuality, sensuality, uh, creativity, manifestation, those types of things. Um, so really, I help women win all of those areas. 
um, kind of remove all of the the things that uh, make those things hard, um, all the trauma and, and all of that. That's kind of what I specialize in. So, yeah. How on earth did you get into that? I mean, there's got to be a story behind that. <laughs> yeah, there's a major story for that. Um, yeah. So obviously, you know, I started with myself and that's how it all came to be, you know. Um, so I uh, I struggled my whole life. Um, I was always like mega creative. And then once I was like a, a young adult, it, I hit all these blocks. I had a lot of abuse. There was a lot of trauma and things like that. When I finally had my spiritual awakening and I realized I wanted to help other people kind of have one too, essentially, um, that is when I found shadow work. And my mentor, um, Daniel Massey, she is a, actually a licensed psychotherapist. She gave up her therapy practice solely to do shadow work because of how effective it was. Mm -hmm. um, and I met her and I started working with her right away. And we went into my womb space, our very first session. And I have a lot of religious trauma. And so my womb space looked like a stone cold church. And it was just like mind blowing. And I've had several sessions with her after that, you know, each time that womb space like transforming and getting better and brighter and more open and until suddenly those walls all came crashing down and everything was like so much different than I'd ever seen before. And I started noticing things in my life like that creativity coming back um, being able to stand up for myself and having boundaries, um, you know, just, just feeling more like myself and actually knowing what that, who that was, you know? Um, and so I started practicing shadow work. Um, I have a big background in like, uh, like, uh, trauma and, and things like that. That's kind of what I studied in school. Um, so this just like was like right up my alley and I started practicing shadow work and past life regressions and stuff because that's, I think that's where I just like dipped my toe. But then every time I would do any sort of womb work with somebody, I was like, this is, this is my jam. This is what, why I'm doing this, you know, is I want to help women that had the same issues that I had. You know, so that's when I dug deeper. I did a lot of research. I went into my own shadow like numerous times and and really started to find out all of this stuff from past lives, this current life, and how it all came together to to this thing called womb shadow work. Um, so that's I mean, <laughs> there's there's so much so much that goes into it. But yeah, that's kind of how I discovered it. Mm. When you said all about your religious trauma, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, for yes. sure. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'd love if we could talk a little bit more about you know, the ins and outs of like what shadow work really is, because like you said, it is a buzzword now. A lot of folks are talking about it. There's all the TikTokers who are out there. <laughs> In your opinion, like what the fuck is it and how do we do it? 
Yeah. Okay. So I feel like it's becoming a buzzword in the spiritual community, which is really great, obviously. The more it gets out there, the better. However, it really is based in science. Um, you know, when it was actually coined by a psychiatrist, uh, Carl Jung, and he believed that there were parts of ourselves that we disliked. And that if we could get to those things, we would learn a lot about ourselves and be able to integrate those things into our life, making our lives happier, healthier, and all of that. And that's really what it is all about. So the way that, um, so a lot of, of times what we see on like on TikTok and stuff like that, we'll see more subconscious work, um, which is still great work. We all need to do that work. But what shadow work truly is about is getting to an even deeper layer of the mind, and that's the unconscious. It's kind of like that third layer that we don't even know what's in there because it's so suppressed from our consciousness. Um, So how we do that or how I do that is uh, we get someone very relaxed and, and we get them into a deep meditation Um, So that their brains are in like a theta wave brain state. And that is so that we can access that level of the unconscious. And from there, we can kind of see what is it that um, we're hiding from ourselves, you know, and that we can pull that out, we can heal it, and we can actually um, change the neural pathways while we're there so that when we get into our waking life, it is easier to move through some of these triggers. So when we experience a trigger, there's what's called the subconscious feedback loop. And so we have, you know, an experience, it triggers, you know, uh, it's going to trigger like a memory of something that is similar. And then we create chemicals, which are emotions, and those get sent to our body. Our body responds with that fight, flight, freeze, and it sends another message back up to the brain, letting them know this is how we respond to something like this. So when we do shadow work and we get to that unconscious layer, what we're actually doing is interrupting that process and that loop right in its tracks, and we're rerouting it so that we don't have this immediate unknown fight, flight, freeze response to something, we can actually stop and be like, oh, I learned that, you know, I do this because of X, Y, and Z. I can now make a a more conscious choice to change this. Whereas before it was something that was so ingrained that we didn't even think about, we didn't even know we did. You know, and that's that's really what shadow work is for when we get to that deeper layer. Obviously, any kind of shadow work where we're accessing the subconscious is great, too. Mm-hmm. But we also need to make sure that we're getting to that deeper layer, too. Right. Because I think a lot of folks are talking about shadow work, like journaling and things that you're doing with yourself, obviously, in a wake state. Yeah. So what you're saying is that yours is taking it that step further where you're kind of mm-hmm. the leader, the guide into that third Mm -hmm. layer, the deeper. Yeah. And I think that it's fantastic to start shadow work with that subconscious stuff because Mm -hmm. it is scary. I mean, we don't know what we're going to pull out and that's, it's nerve wracking. So I always recommend starting there and having Mm -hmm. that be kind of your gateway in. And then when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to move through whatever is blocking me here. Mm -hmm. um, Then I think it's really important to have a guide, someone that is trained, someone that's trauma informed, 
that can take you there because we're never going to be able to access the things that we fear the most because we're going to put walls up whether we want to or not. I still have, you know, people that take me through my shadow when it comes to the big stuff because mm-hmm. um, you just get more that way, you know. So, yeah, I think that that's something that, um, you know, people are going to need to talk more about when it comes to shadow work uh, because people are going to get into shadow work and they're going to be like, I'm still struggling yeah. because you're not getting to that deeper layer. Exactly. I've had this conversation with my best friend. We've both um, been pretty spiritually awakened for several years and we'll talk about, yeah, I'll do, I've done the shadow work, but this is still, you know, coming up and, you know, screwing me over. So I'd love if you could lay out maybe for those people who are listening, are there signs that there's stuff that you need to uncover? Because I know you were saying that you were so creative and then you kind of felt blocked and mm-hmm. blocking for me, like feeling not motivated creatively is, has been a, a sign for me. Are there other signs? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, anything that we're experiencing over and over and over again, like a loop, like why does this keep happening? I mean, that number one, that's there's something in your shadow that you haven't learned and you haven't broken out of yet. So for me, you know, I help people within their womb space. I see a lot of things that have anything to do with your sensuality, your sexuality, your creativity, um, and just your, your kind of like your inner magic really. Mm. Um, you know, so for people who like, I feel like I don't even know who I am anymore. Um, you know, people that have a low libido, especially, um, you know, uh, people that have creative blocks. So I work with like a lot of writers or artists or something like that, that they're like, I just like, can't bring myself to do this anymore, even though I love it. Um, yeah. And I mean, and anything, anything that you're feeling like, man, I wish I could, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. Like you can, um, you know, just have to figure out what's blocking you from, from really doing it. So, and why do you think, I mean, I know what my answer most likely is because I do some of this work too with menstrual cycle coaching, but why Mm -hmm. is the womb where all of this shit sticks around? (laughs) Like, why is that the energetic (sighs) junk drawer of our whole fucking lives? (laughs) I think that's such a great question. And my opinion is that, um, as people who have wombs, we really, we have a portal within our body. And it's like a direct to the other side, you know? And I mean, if we look at history, there were wise women. Um, a lot of seers were women. Um, you know, we all had this like innate magical power. It's why women were feared. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because we kind of have a direct link. And so, with that being said, it's so big and so wide and so open that it's like the biggest, I I call all of our chakras like closets, right? It's the biggest closet in our home, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so it's going to fit the most. Um, And I think also because of the society we live in, there is so much that oppresses women in their magic and their sexuality and their sensuality their creativity like all of that stuff is what the womb is about and it's all suppressed in society and so I think that you pair those things together and yeah I mean I think every single person 
needs womb work. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a bit more about this whole term that you call yourself womb witch, which I freaking love. I don't know when I, I started identifying as this myself as well. I also, um, when I was a news anchor, identified as a word, witch, like low key. Um, <laughs> not that I was like out there telling people, but, um, you know, that's what was going on behind the scenes. So womb, witch, as I've been doing this menstrual cycle journey and this coaching has definitely been the word that I, I gravitate towards and the identity that I feel like means the most to me. And then when I connected with you and saw your tagline in your email as womb, which I was like, what the fuck? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So what does it mean to you? Well, so when I define for me, like what a witch is all about is like, a, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to share my magic and I don't care what you say type of like energy to it. And that's the energy I bring to people's wombs, you know, is, um, you know, I, I, I tend to work with a lot of people who are like myself or just kind of like, I want to get to the point where I'm confident and I just don't give a crap about anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just want to love myself and be proud of that and showcase it, you know, and, and have this level of confidence. And, um, and I kind of, and, and since I focus solely on, you know, the womb and especially in shadow work, it, it just kind of like felt right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So I'd love to also ask about birth, right? So mm-hmm. I've got some yeah. friends who've just had babies. As I just at, had one. You just had a baby. <laughs> yeah. And so when it comes to that type of, of womb work, because clearly that's work in the womb. Oh, yeah. Does that also leave an imprint or create things that you would want to go through and work on as well? Yeah, I think that um, there's so much there, honestly, to talk about. Um, When I so I have three kids, two are twins, and I had those guys like before my spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. So this time was much different. It was much more like I was aware of so much more. And I think that the way that I see it is that when we are pregnant, it's like that, that portal, that door to the other side is like wide open and their spirit can kind of come and go, you know, and, and then once they're born, I don't think that that door completely closes. I think it, it, it's, I don't know, it's like different. What I've, what I've, I've experienced is that I just have a bigger level of creativity since having him. Um, And yeah, I don't know if you would call that like an imprint, um, but it's, it's like our energy is so connected. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it's because he came through my doorway and he, he brought me so much with it. I don't know if that makes sense. That's just kind of like what I feel. And it's all very new for me because this is not anything I was aware of when I had my other two. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, birth definitely gives us a lot of like creativity and and not just like, you know, what we would think as creative, but like creative in like so many different forms creative Mm -hmm. solutions, creative, um, you know, like manifestation, um, things like that. I think it just really opens that up. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. 
So no, it definitely, I mean, as someone who's never had a child, it makes, it makes sense to me, um, even though I haven't had that experience and it's fascinating to me how you feel the difference between the first Mm -hmm. pregnancy with the twins and then this one and Mm -hmm. the spiritual awakening you were saying is what was separating the two. Correct. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that I still have like an amazing connection with my first two, but I think because I was operating in so much of my shadow when I had them, mm-hmm. it's it energetically feels different. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, like the mother that they had when I had them was completely different mm-hmm. than the mother I am to my youngest. And it does kind of feel like a disconnect, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, it's it's kind of strange. You know, I still love them to death and like, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't change. But um, yeah, I don't know. Energetically, it just feels a little bit different. Yeah. And for me, I wonder if it also has anything to do with the fact that doing all the work on your womb previous to this most recent baby Oh, yeah. probably healed some generational bullshit. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, I you think know? that that is kind of the 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 difference is that I've done so much womb work since since them that I know that they inherited a lot of that, you know? And this one feels so, I mean, even just the personalities are so different. Like mm-hmm. he, the the youngest one, he is just the most chill baby I've ever met in my life. Like he is just super chill. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of that is just because the, so much had been healed mm-hmm. and he's chill because he wasn't living in an environment that was like so like just energetically brutal. Whereas mm-hmm. before my twins, I don't even want to know what it was like for them in my womb because it I was not I was not okay you know like in comparison so I think that does definitely does make a difference when I first started looking into past life stuff and and generational trauma stuff so my own story is that I was adopted and my birth mother was 12 when I was conceived and she just turned 13 and it was very very there was some traumatic ass shit like I guess she found she didn't find out she was pregnant she was like six and a half months along and then her mom basically kicked her out and so while I have had by all accounts an incredibly stable earth experience now I have always had this anxiety I've always had these fears Mm -hmm. and when I started after my awakening in 2019 looking into what can happen when you are in utero oh, yeah. from your mother, I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I, I, I can, I understand it because I have lived it because of what I mm-hmm. believe happened. Yeah, wow. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I can totally definitely feel well, that too. Yeah. They're even proving some of that with science now, Yeah, you know? And so that's the really cool thing about all of this stuff. It's like, we know this shit, but like, you know, scientists are like, yeah, the witches are right. <laughs> you know, that's kind of cool. But, um, but yeah, I, oh man, like, yeah, I can totally understand that. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk a little bit. Will you share a little bit about your own spiritual awakening? Absolutely. Um, so I had, I had my, my twins already and we were going to try to have a girl, and uh, we had 
a miscarriage and that was that was my second miscarriage um so i don't know like you think that oh i had one i like i probably won't have another one right but like that's really not how it works um and so it was just kind of like a shock and i really grieved that one pretty hard uh Mm -hmm. because i really like I don't know, something about, I I was always very energetically open, even though I wasn't like aware of anything spiritual. Um, And I just felt a big connection to that baby. Um, So I took that very hard and I was in therapy and somehow I got on the topic about, you know, or I was talking to her about the miscarriage and somehow I got on the topic of how I felt like nobody really knew me. Like my husband didn't really know me because I was into like, all of this witchy stuff and I never pursued it, you know, mostly out of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause I was always made fun of for being like the hippie friend and mm-hmm. like stuff like that. So I was like, okay, like there's obviously some level of things that I can't get into or I will be like ostracized. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with like the religious stuff floating in there too. It was just, you know, just mm-hmm. witch wounds all over the place. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I she she actually recommended that I talk to my husband that night um, and say like, hey, I'm interested in all this stuff and I want to pursue it. And I did. I had a conversation and I was so afraid and so I was like sweating because I didn't know what he was going to say because he had married this person that was – this person and then you know here I truly am like way over here you know mm-hmm. um and he took it so well he was like well I'm sad that you're not actually happy like I want you to be happy so just do whatever you want to do like I'll support you mm-hmm. um you know and to this day he's like absolutely amazing he doesn't really believe in a lot of the things that I do he's a very straight-laced engineer mm-hmm. you know Um, but he's so supportive and he listens to all of my crazy shit and like goes along with, he's like, that's super cool. (laughs) Like, I know, (laughs) but yeah, so it kind of just gave me this permission slip that I needed to just start. Mm -hmm. And when I did, I connected to, um, I had always been really connected with my great, great grandmother. I had never met her, but she died like a year before me. And my mom would always talk about her and she would always say like how much, sorry, that was my bunny. <laughs> um, she would always say like how much she would have loved me and like she was, she was actually raised by the Romani uh, gypsies. Okay. And um, so I, I don't know, I just wanted to connect with her and I did, uh, it was Halloween And I had, like, went from doing absolutely nothing ever in my life to having a full-blown seance. And it was wild. (laughs) It was so wild. And one of the questions she asked me is, like, why don't you love yourself? Mm. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know. (laughs) And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to help you. And from that point on, she did. She opened up all of these doors and I just got witchier and witchier and witchier. I came out of the broom closet and it just all unfolded from there, you know, and it was, yeah, it was a wild ride. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. Um, Also, kudos to your husband for (laughs) – 
being so open. Mine's the same way. So my dad was a was a preacher. He's retired now. His parents were missionaries. And wow. I was um mm-hmm. so there's a lot of shit in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, a preacher a preacher's daughter and a missionary's son. So oh, wow. And yeah, my awakening was in 2019. I think I was just I was 32, just about to turn 33. And so it I like layered it. I was like sneak uh, like Oh, first it was crystals. And then, it, you know, those are the gateway drug. That's the gateway drink. Tarot and crystals. Tarot was second. Yep. Astrology. There was some oh, astrology yeah. in there. And mm-hmm. then it was like, um, I interviewed this person who was this head of this local coven for a news story. And then it just like slowly snuck in. Oh. And now I'm just like full on here the fuck I am. Yeah. And he's now like, he had some conversation with somebody the other day. They were like, oh, you, we think you'd be like a great youth pastor. And he's like, I'm married to a witch and we're not in the church. Like, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. How is so, it living in, like, you live in Texas, Texas. Right? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I live in a very conservative yeah, town. So do I. So do I. Um, but close enough to Austin, which is like hella weird. So sure. that's that's helpful. But yeah, I'm super solitary. Um, yeah. And because I've only just left my TV job and and fully stepped into this new situation, right. I now like have the I I feel like my my fucking throat is just like open <laughs> and like ready to you know because I'm not the one who's telling my parents this, but I have a podcast where I talk about this shit all the time. So if they want to know, they clearly can find out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, and so it's not like it's really hidden. It's just they want to not be exploring that so I love that he's been very much the same way like meditation he's into breath work he's into if I could just get him to like oh I've done like spells like some sex magic blood magic you know shit like that we're into that so you know that's really funny because like my husband does not meditate he is not into breath work but he will do rituals with me okay and he has said, I actually really value the rituals. I think that that's really like kind of important, you know? So when we moved into this new house, I was like, all right, we've got, you know, a big ritual to do to like really seal in the protection and all that stuff. He helped me, you know, and it was awesome. Um, so that stuff he'll do with me. Um, and he'll meditate occasionally if I really hang yeah. around to do it. But but uh, yeah, he is kind of the opposite, I guess. <laughs> it's funny it's just yeah it is it is it's fascinating um the Mm -hmm. shift I think that happens because I've also been in therapy and said the exact same thing that you said you said I I was like no one knows me my husband does not know me yep Yep. and I think through finally releasing this um I don't even know costume of myself like I yeah what was funny is last year for Halloween, we had a, a costume party at work and I dressed up as a witch and I went to work. And then I had to put on my TV makeup and my TV outfit. And I was like, oh my God, this is the fucking costume. Oh yeah. This is the costume. Th- not that. So when I started to release that, like very consciously early this year, I think it has, and I'm sure it has for you too. It's upped my happiness. It's up my own inner peace. And yeah, mm-hmm. I am still a little bit weir- like wary of people just like, and the ostrich, like being ostracized, but, um, yeah, that's totally witch wound shit. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that we're all, we all have witch wounds and we all will carry them to some degree, you know, 
throughout our lives. Um, I think at this point, you know, for me, everybody in my inner circle knows that I'm a witch. Um, and anybody that I meet moving forward will know. Yeah. Um, even if they just come to my house, <laughs> they will look around and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's, yeah. So I think that uh, the only time that I'm a little like, you know, more hesitant is if I'm meet, like if I'm out and about near here, mm-hmm. um, it's very, I live like uh, 35 minutes outside of Nashville. Okay. Um, in like a really small rinky dink town called Cross Plains. Okay. And um, there's like a Baptist church around the corner that mm. says like, choose the bread of life or your toast. Ah. And it's, yeah, it's really hilarious. But so I'm kind of like at the point where if I'm never going to see you again, I'm going to fuck with you. Um, (laughs) But if I'm going to, if I'm going to see you again and I have to be cordial, I might be a little bit more careful. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I love it. So you also have something called the Dark Goddess Collective, right? Is that the name? Okay. I'm obsessed with uh, with first of all this in particular because the goddesses I remember being a kid and just being so fascinated by like, the Greek goddesses oh, but like yeah. you know that was very against like what I needed to be interested in mm-hmm. um even though I was like learning it in school but like t- it's showing too much of an interest so uh-huh. now I am fascinated with it and and mm-hmm. because of my own religious trauma I still haven't like the deity worship is like a little it feels sticky to me like I don't like okay. I don't know if I'll ever be like a like a devotee of Aphrodite or whoever but yeah. I wholeheartedly think like if someone has called me it's Hecate mm. and of course, it, I mean mm. and there's so many things yeah. so what is your t- talk talk about the dark goddess okay, like yeah. t- who, tell so, me yeah. what your thoughts are <laughs> so the, I have so many thoughts so that's the name of my business and I named it that because what I found, because I, when I started witchcraft and all of this, um, I was kind of very much the same way. I was kind of scared to work with deities because of, you know, where I came from, mm-hmm. right? But then when I actually found, and you go on to like all these like forums or groups and stuff, and everyone's like, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that. And it's, it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's, it really is all bullshit guides and deities like they tailor themselves to you what speaks to you if you find a deity is like very demanding and needs um you know uh offerings and you know very specific and things that's because you need that Mm. you know it's has nothing to do with them and everything to do with you um so i have found deity quote unquote worship it's not Mm -hmm. worship to me um that they're more like friends they're Mm -hmm. more like guides they're super down to earth they tell me when I'm being stupid and like you know and and they help me out and um I work with so many different ones some people are like oh I can only pick one like Mm -hmm. no maybe you can only have one Mm -hmm. you know but I have multiple and um and they all work together for me and I work with all of them. And it's, it's, it's such a, a great, it has opened so many doors for me. 
um, that I would not have gone down if it weren't for them. Um, and so for me, you know, it's just, it's kind of more relaxed, but that's me, mm-hmm. you know, like I need that. You know, if I was a person that needed this like super intense direction, you know, and some of the guides are like that, depending mm-hmm. on what I'm moving through, mm-hmm. you know, like I just connected to a new one the other night and they are much more intense and they're much more like, this is what we're doing. And, but I need that for this thing that I'm working through, mm. you know, but like there are so many others that are just super chill and it's great, you know, so it really depends on the person and depends on the guide. And I think that we need to trust more of our intuition when it comes to that mm-hmm. versus like what's out there because each person is going to speak to their experience with, you know, gods and goddesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be vastly different to what you experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always tell people like do what you feel comfortable with, um, but never close the door because you never know. You know, mm-hmm. I told myself there's no way I'm ever going to work with with gods and goddesses. No way. And I work with so many of them now, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, yeah, and I think that a lot of the information that we have out there is really kind of just made up. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just that. It's like, oh, my God, I remember the beginning, right? Like the beginning of the spiritual journey, the whole bullshit about getting your tarot deck. Like, don't buy yourself a tarot deck. Like, oh it has my to be God. gifted to you. I'm like, are you shitting me? I'm in the middle of the I, most conservative city. And no one would buy county. me one. No, no one. And I was like, no. and I wanted this one that was like super beautiful. And I was like, you know what? I fuck, fuck this. I'm just going to buy it myself. <laughs> yeah. Nothing bad has happened, you know? Yeah, and then awesome. and my friend did give me like um, an Oracle deck. But I think that's also some people's hesitation with getting into working with deities because it's like, there's all this shit online. It's like, they have to call to you. And if like you no. go to them too soon, like they'll no. be pissed off. And like, maybe no. it's like not the one you think it is. And I I'd love to get your take on that. Like <laughs> what, like, do you think there are signs or do you think the fact that like you keep feeling interested in, you know, Persephone or whoever that yeah. that's like, cool, like open, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, it, the the rules that are out there are stupid, in my opinion. Um, that, again, is like one person's perspective mm-hmm. and then they push it on everybody else. Like, oh, this is just how it is. It's mm-hmm. not. It really isn't. There are some guys that are like, like I said, a little bit more demanding. And, you know, okay, you can work with me, but like I'm going to push you, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there are some that are just like, you know, I never give offerings to and they're cool with it. You know, it's and it's fine. They're like, we know you're busy. I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, so it, it just it really just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. And I think if you feel called to something like you're like, oh, I'm super interested in, in Persephone, like then probably you should be working with her. Mm-hmm. You know, or like for you, you said you're really interested in Hecate, like mm-hmm. you should probably work with her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you're you're interested for a reason. Um, you've looked into it for a reason. There's interest there. And yeah, that's you could consider that your calling mm-hmm. if you want. But I also don't think that you have to wait until something calls to you. Mm-hmm. I think you can seek something out. I think if you're like, okay, I'm dealing with this thing and I want to move through it, what's a good guide to do that? And you do your research and they're like, oh man, I never knew about this one that really is like something that I want to look into, then I think you can do it, Mm -hmm. you know? 
I, I think that, you know, obviously you be smart and you just, um, you do your research on, on who it is that you're trying to connect to, you know, um, like I always appreciate if someone like, like you, you messaged me about doing the podcast and stuff and you knew about me, you knew what I was doing and stuff like that's, that's nice. Mm -hmm. You know, I like that. (laughs) It's the same thing with them. Like, don't just be like, hi, um, I want to work with you, but also like, what do you do? (laughs) That's dumb. (laughs) Like, you know, it's just respect. Like, um, you know, that, but, but also like nothing bad is going to happen to you if you don't, you know, like it's, yeah. So the, the fears that are put out there drive me crazy because it's just maybe that person had that experience because they they needed it for whatever reason. And now they're pushing that fear on everybody else. And I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah. And I also think there's so much fear still completely wrapped up in the church and patriarchy yeah, definitely. and our own shadows. I mean, like our well, own right. shit that gets out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and ultimately, that's where that comes from. A lot of the gatekeeping, a lot of like this, like, oh, you can only work with this person, and like you have to do this, and you have to do these offerings. Like, that's their shadow completely. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not being open to the fact that everybody has their own very distinct and unique relationship with these beings that could totally look different from each other. You know, um, like if, when I work, I work with Lucifer looks completely different from somebody else, you know, Mm -hmm. it's way different. There are some similarities I notice across the boards with some of these beings when they work from different people, but Mm -hmm. like ultimately they provide you what what you need. So we all need different things. That's going to be different. Yeah. So you said, you know, be curious, do your research. If you feel like you're called to a deity or a guide, go for it. Do you have any other advice for, and it's probably, like you said, so, so individual for who you want to work with and who the person is that's doing the work, but do you find anything that helps you connect? Like, do you pray or do you do candles or do you find anything like that that helps? Yeah, I think, again, that is super personal. So like... um you know, if you are like a candle witch and you just like love candles and you, that's how you're going to connect, then that's how you're going to connect. But for me, the best way was through shadow work. Okay. Um, Cause there's a lot we can do within the shadow. Um, we can visit those past lives. We can um, talk to our guides and really get a lot of like great answers um, about yourself, about the universe, like all sorts of different things there. And then just even just like basic meditation, when we quiet, like we're, we're so used to and so programmed to be on the go 24 seven, whether you are trying to be intentional about what you do day in and day out or not, you're still going to find yourself kind of caught up in that because it's just the society we live in. Mm -hmm. So if you can just take even just five minutes a day to just quiet your mind and actually start to pay attention to that inner world, it's, that's usually the easiest way to start connecting to some of these beings. Um, the other thing that I'll do like for people that do that, but they're kind of like, I don't know if I'm making this up or not. Mm. If you do like a pendulum mm. or tarot, like yes, no tarot or something like that to confirm, 
um, it helps you just establish some like trust in yourself and in your intuition mm-hmm. to, until you get to the point where like, okay, I know, like, I know that this is what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know? So there's that. Yeah. I love pendulum, pendulum work. So earlier this summer, before I decided to for real leave my job, I took a, a mental health leave. And so at the beginning of that, I had done this meditation with my friend over like, cause she does meditation too. She like led me through it and we like went into the astral and she was like, and your guides are there. And so we were kind of doing our own thing and granted we're not trained professionals, but, um, afterwards I had, so I, I heard who I thought, or I saw who I thought and used the pendulum and like my pendulum is, she is a strong bitch. Like she is a definite <laughs> yes and a definite no, like always. And I'm just, I find that so fascinating because before I started working with it, I was like, this is horseshit. <laughs> There's no way. But I tell you it is, oh my gosh. So I found that so fascinating. And so I'd love to talk a little bit more about the past life stuff or going into the regressions yeah. or, or, or like you were saying, meeting the guides, meeting deities mm-hmm. in that sort of is it a trance state that you go to or is yeah, it? Yeah. Well, like, okay. yeah, that's basically like what, what theta wave brains are brain waves are is like when we are, our, our body is asleep, but our mind is awake. Okay. Um, so like if you were drifting off to sleep, uh, like you were asleep, you, you woke up to go to the bathroom, like that would be like a theta wave where like you could easily fall back asleep if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Right. So we need to get to that point. Um, if you want to do that within shadow work, um, and ultimately that's when we're going to find out the most about these beings. They'll share with you their story, like the truth of their story, what, what history has, um, forgotten or, you know, has gotten wrong. Um, they'll share with you pieces of your shadow and stuff. And that's kind of like where you'll get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as past lives go, it's the same thing. So when I do womb shadow work with people, sometimes we're going into a past life because mm-hmm. that was the original wound. Mm-hmm. So past life work and shadow work go hand in hand because your soul, it's like if you just imagine like your soul has just had this one big long life and it doesn't always know when something is over, um, even though your body has only had this life, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes we see this like cycle of wounding happening over and over and over again. And we clear a lot of stuff that happened in this life, but it's still continuing. That's when we know like that this, the original wound is somewhere in a past life. So we'll make that intention to go to that original wound. And that's when the shadow work can really begin because our soul and our brain is going to be triggered by the thing that happen first Mm -hmm. you know so if we experienced something in a past life that led us to extreme burnout right like you have to go there to like you know really heal that i'm only laughing because i'm like well shit yep (laughs) me (laughs) it's everybody oh my god yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So how can people work with you? What do you have going on? Um, offerings? How can people yeah. connect? Um, so the best way is through Instagram. That's kind of where I'm at the most. And that's just at the underscore womb witch. Um, and then I'm also on TikTok under the same uh, like username. And then uh, you can uh, email me if you're interested and in, like, or you have questions and that's just my name, Nikki at NikkiColmoni.com. 
Um, but then I do have, I do individual womb shadow work appointments with people that, um, and those are kind of set up to, we'll, we'll have like a little mini consult, figure out like, what do we need to really focus on? We'll do the shadow work. And then I'll give you, um, a lot of like different exercises and somatic stuff afterwards to take with you. And usually people will book those when they're like, want to move through something bigger and then take a while to kind of like integrate what we learn. Um, so that is an option. And then I also have a group shadow work program called womb alchemy Mm -hmm. that's actually something i'm launching right now um it's nine weeks of group womb shadow work so we meet once a week as a group i take you through the shadow um and there's a private facebook group so you can like all share everything in there um and then i also share a lot of different lessons and uh, different exercises somatic stuff um neural reprogramming journals all of that is in is in there. Um, so that's something that I'm watching now. Um, I try to keep those uh, groups pretty intimate too because um, those are really great because you – a lot of times people are afraid with the group setting. But one, it's intimate, so it's only like a handful of people. And two, you're also like healing another level of your witch wound by healing with other women. Mm-hmm. So it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, that's going on right now. We'll probably start at the end of October. Mm. Um, so people can contact me that way. Um, you can book any of that on my website, which is just my name, NikkiKolmone.com. I have a free phone call for people that are interested in womb alchemy. Um, so we can just talk, see if it's like a good fit. Um, and if not, then we just kind of give you some resources. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, um, that's basically I love it. Yeah. Is there anything else that you feel called to share that we didn't talk about? I mean, we talked about a ton of things. <laughs> we talked about so much. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think we covered a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I do. I think it was yeah. great. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for coming on The Light Within. It was a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love that conversation so much. Seriously, I just feel so connected to this woman. I, I'm obsessed. So, If you want to connect with Nikki, I will put all of her links in the show notes below. As always, you can connect with me on Instagram at Leslie Draffin and at the Light Within Podcast. Head over to my website, lesliedraffin.com if you're interested in finding out how to work with me. And remember, you can always support this podcast by downloading it, rating it, reviewing it, sharing it with someone you love, someone who could get a little bit out of what the message was today. Have yourself a great week. And remember... There's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.